Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. We're going to do a little short episode this week. Um, I don't know if you listeners have listened to us since the beginning, but if you had, you'd know that we used to do little short episodes that were like, we called them five-minute funks, but they never ended up being five minutes. They were always like 12 to 15. Yeah. Um because we had no self-control in terms of like stopping talking. <laughs> yeah, like right now. Um <laughs> with me. Um uh, is this attempting to be a 5-minute funk or is this just a short No, topic it's just it? it's just a short funk. I'm not going to time myself to 5 minutes because I can't. Hmm. Um but yeah, it's just a shorter topic. Um and it's probably going to be kind of interesting for people that I don't know are our age that weren't that were weren't born before 1990. Um, we're talking about a thing called casingles. Basically, uh, prior to the era of streaming music and MP3s and all that, often bands would release singles back in the days of, say, records. And I know we've talked about this on the show before, you know, 45 uh, RPM vinyl records and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, for pretty much every physical media format, there was a sort of designation that allowed musicians to release smaller bits of their music, whether it's a single to promote, you know, an upcoming album or what, or an EP um, because they're a new band that, you know, doesn't have a full album yet. Mm. Um, And obviously that began with, you know, the 45 RPM vinyl records, the little uh, small ones that we've talked about. Um, when CDs came along, uh, CDs also had singles, though I think those were a bit more uh, rare, I should say, than, say, you know, 45 RPMs. I know we talked in a previous episode about mini CDs, yeah. and that they would often release singles on those mini versions because they the, the diameter of the disc obviously didn't hold as much music. It seems kind of silly to release a single on a full-size CD. Um, right. And then once MP3s came along, the and people could pretty much buy, you know, piecemeal any songs they wanted off an album, it kind of, in a way, destroyed the yeah, importance of a single, um, other than simply to you know, promote a forthcoming album, because you didn't have to buy a full album anymore. If you liked two songs off an album, you just bought the two songs and saved yourself ten bucks. Right. I know singles are still kind of a thing, but it's not so much singles anymore. It's just artists will release ahead of time one or two or even three songs mm-hmm. off an upcoming album to promote that album. And there'll often be like a music video or something paired with it to kind of get traction on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. So the concept of it is still there. It's just not kind of... It's not used in that sort of like, you know, we're going to make a smaller format thing so people can buy it before the album. It's kind of just more of a promotional yeah. tool now. Yeah, I, I, I would guess that there's not as much of like a revenue stream from that in the way that there probably used to be. Oh, yeah. I it's all it's all simply about marketing now. Like, hey, we have this new yeah. song. If the song catches on, that it'll help promote the album. You know, you can get you, often the singles will be put on Spotify or what have you, streaming services ahead of, you know, the album release to get people hyped. But yeah, it's all just promotional now. Um, so that being said, um, back when singles were still more, you know, physically important than they were, than they are now, 
uh, during the era of cassette tapes, they actually also had cassette singles, which, for whatever reason, they truncated and started calling cassingles, which is weird. Um, and it's basically, yeah, it's a music single uh, on, on a compact cassette. Um, I don't know if we've really covered in-depth cassettes, how they work, uh, or whatnot. I know they were I, very ubiquitous in the 90s, but... I know we talked about them quite a bit in, like, I think in combination with something else. It might have been 8-track or something. Maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. I know we've talked about them pretty extensively, even if we didn't specifically do an episode just on that. Yeah, yeah. The format of the single was first introduced in the 80s uh, when vinyl record sales were starting to decline in favor of cassettes uh, due to their portability and the uh, adoption of things like the Sony Walkman and whatnot. Um, people, you know, suddenly had a truly portable form of music. Eight tracks, I mean, you could barely call those portable. They were basically the size of a VHS tape. <laughs> and basically, yeah, this new single was kind of meant to replace the uh, old 45 record. The first songs that were released as singles uh, in the UK in 1980 was, um, I don't know who this is, but Bow Wow Wow's single C30, C60, C90 Go. No clue. Mm. Um, when I, it said Bow Wow Wow, and it made me think of Little Bow Wow. <laughs> I doubt that's the same person. Um, and then in the U.S., um, the first single was the Go-Go's song Vacation in 1982. Um, since that song's a lot more famous, uh, I thought we'd just play a little clip of it so you can see just how 80s this was. I'll never hear this song and not think of the original Pokemon movie because they played this uh, in the little short beforehand. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So, the funny thing about singles was in order to obviously, you know, make them cheaper to produce since they only had one, two, three songs on them, what have you, mm. um, was that they would package them in like a cardboard sleeve that mm. and they would just wrap that in saran wrap so instead of like the plastic container that cassettes often came in that you keep them in or whatever the little fold foldable container mm. they basically just wrapped them in cardboard to you know reduce the production costs um that's kind of smart yeah and uh initially these singles uh they would they would sometimes have like a b-side song similar to how 45s would have a b-side song where it's like mm. here's the single here's another song that's Maybe not the one we're trying to promote, but it's just another one. That it fits we, on the opposite this, side, yeah. Exactly. And this on singles, you know, often they were between four and twenty minutes of music, so really not a lot of music data to be held. So that you know could basically, if you're lucky, hold between two and five songs. So yeah, maybe they use these singles for e for like EPs as well, kind of like you know the the, the kind of half album between a single and a full album. Mm. So, as singles kind of uh, went on and sort of gained some purchasing traction, they started coming out with uh, 
what were called the maxi singles, which were basically just fancier packaged, uh, and the they incorporated mm. packaging that looked more like the a regular cassette release, which I guess was just another way to get people to buy, pay more money for singles. Who knows? I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, that seems kind of odd. I don't know why they thought that would gain traction. So, cause singles were basically around for pretty much the entire lifespan of, you know, cassettes from the early 80s all the way through the, you know, mid-2000s. Hmm. It's kind of Oh, that late, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's kind of... The, the, I actually was looking that up. They were straight up pr- printing cassettes all the way until the mid-2000s. <laughs> like, for, pretty, for new bands and whatnot. Well, I knew so, cassettes were around. I guess I didn't realize that singles specifically... I never, I yeah, I had a boombox. I never, never even heard of them. Yeah, I had a boombox with a cassette player, so I had plenty of cassettes as a kid. I never once even saw or thought to buy a single, but then yeah. again, I was a kid. You know, I wasn't you know following the latest bands, and it's like, oh, I gotta get their new single. Yeah, they gotta get their latest single. <laughs> yeah. So um, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I I think this is sort of interesting in the sense that like. To my knowledge, this is the only physical format, like f- physical, like single format, where it's not a different size from the yeah, regular album format. The well, I was gonna—that's actually a good lead into what I was about to say. Basically, the mm-hmm. reason that cause singles were phased out, and really, you know, even though they were sold alongside the cassettes for pretty much most of the lifespan, they. They definitely weren't as ubiquitous as 45s, and the reason for that is because, okay, yeah, you can reduce the packaging cost and make them cheaper, but the singles cassettes are the same size physically as a regular cassette, so there really was no sort of benefit to getting a single in sort of the portability of that medium, whereas, you know, 45s, mini CDs, they shrunk the format down to make them for all intents and purposes more portable than even the regular format so see what they should have done is they should have partnered with hit clips and (laughs) figured out a way to make like a mini cassette that like goes into like a hit clip type player i mean i know we talked about mini mini cassettes with before but i don't know why they didn't use those to release them but well so i mean when you think about it like for records whether it's a full LP size or it's a 45 RPM smaller one, they both are compatible with the same hardware. Same thing with a CD. Very true. Whether it's the, what is it, like four and a half inch diameter or the three inch, whatever those numbers were. Mm -hmm. Um, Like those are still compatible with the same hardware. Whereas if you were to go with micro cassettes or something like that, that's a different format entirely. So it's not like, because like, so... In order for them to sell those singles, I guess, on that smaller format, people would need separate players for that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. So that would be a big incentive not to do it that way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So I guess, I mean, that's really the only physical one I can think of that didn't do what the other ones did in that sense. This is kind of an offshoot question, but that makes me wonder... Uh, mini CDs, or were the, could you play those in a car? I know that. I know. We, I think we talked about this in that episode, if I remember right. Is that there were there were some compatibility issues with the smaller CDs, okay. like anything that was like a 
like you like I don't remember this like slot loaded or whatever that's called where you kind of just put it into a hole. Yeah. And it feeds like whatever that it didn't work with those because it wouldn't like align properly. It would only work when you can like physically put it on like the spindle. Oh, the like you, you actually saw the tray, so to speak, that you put it yeah. on. I see what you're saying. Okay. So I think like oh. tray loaded ones worked fine, but like the other ones didn't. So the, in in that case, yes, there was some incompatibility, but like for the most part, because yeah, they both work together. That was that was the biggest selling point of of, of cassettes was once cars started you know having cassette players built in alongside you know once they started incorporating CD players. That makes me wonder. I wonder if cassettes or CD players came in cars first. I'll look that up really quick. In 1968, a dashboard car radio with a built-in cassette tape player was introduced by Philips. Hmm. Um, anyways, the whole point I'm getting at with this is the, the fact that cassettes were so portable and could be played in cars was really kind of the groundbreaker that made them take over, say, 8-tracks or obviously 45s. And with this medium being used for singles, basically being the same as a cassette, I think a lot of people didn't see the value in basically buying a cassette that's the same size as a normal normal album and only getting two or three songs from it. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, just like, there's collectors for everything. There are literally people out there that collect singles, but I guess that's not that surprising. But, yeah, they just, as, as, as opposed to other uh, small format, you know, single media, they just never were nearly as big as mini CDs, 45s, and then once MP3s took over it, basically wiped all of that out anyways so yeah it's just i don't know i thought it'd be fun to talk about just because it's kind of like a lesser known format i didn't even know that this was a thing but i guess thinking back on it it kind of makes sense Mm. um but i feel like cassettes are always kind of like the red-headed stepchild of meat of music like no one that was really into music like went and bought a ton of cassettes they're always you know they were always into cds because they for the superior audio cassettes were always just more about their portability or whatever Mm. so but apparently they're making a comeback just like how records have come back in the last five to ten years with like young Mm. people now oh cassettes are coming back too yeah now that now now cassettes are starting to make a comeback and some new bands are actually even releasing some of their media on cassettes just for shits and giggles i guess i'm curious if uh if we'll see a return of singles as well that would be kind of fun. I, I did see uh, in researching this that like back in 20, I want to say 2014 or 2015, the band MGMT released a single of one of their songs just for shits and giggles because they're, you know, hipster indie band. Um, but I don't think it's become widespread enough that people are going to start re- releasing singles again. That would be fun, though. Mm-hmm. That's all about. That's all I got on this subject. Um, just a short little thing on you know, weird media formats. Um, maybe we'll do some more of these if we can find some other weird media formats and kind of make them little individual things. You know, mini, just like the formats. There you go, Kyle. It's short enough to fit on like a single. <laughs> Probably, uh, if we stay under twenty minutes, it will be. Uh, so yeah, um, if you guys ever owned any singles uh, in your lifetime. You can let us know on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on whatever Google's shit's called now. Um, 
Just go to Spotify. Just go to Spotify. Honestly, yeah, just go to Spotify. Screw screw all the others. Well, I guess there's one other place they can go, Kyle. They can also go uh, to the best place of all, and that is uh, <laughs> our website, getyourfunk.com. Where you the happiest place to... on earth. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't cost $200 to get in. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we have a website with all of our episodes that you can listen to for free um, at getyourfunk.com. Including ones that we talked about, about like mini cassettes and uh, mini CDs and yeah. uh, even mini vinyl as well. So. Yeah, we have a pretty good search system built in there. So if you just search any topic like mini CD, mini vinyl, whatever, um, we have, yeah. what are those things called? Search terms built in so you can find uh, episodes talking about that as well. Yay. Um, yay. So yeah, um, this has been your single and single uh, host <laughs> Kyle well anything I say is not going to top that I'm just Peter whatever <laughs> um, bye bye we love you <laughs> <laughs>